0: welcome to the love revival aurora podcast on behalf of love revival i would like to thank you for listening to the podcast hope you enjoy this week's powerful message from pastor brandon have a blessed and beautiful day thank you jesus oh we worship you lord Thank you, Lord, for moving in this place, moving amongst your people. Oh, we give you all the glory. Thank you for everyone watching online. God's moving powerfully in here. I'm guessing it's happening in your homes too. I'm going to be very brief because the Lord already did a lot of ministering on He's way better at it than me. We're going to also take communion today, so get your uh, elements ready. Who's excited? Amen. Glory to God. Man, God is redoing everything. I don't know if redoing is the right, but someone get the interpretation for that. (sighs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you that you give me the tongue of the wise to speak words to the weary. And you've given them ears of the wise to you with intention and purpose. Lord, minister to our hearts today. There's a lot of dark things happening, Lord. Show us how to be children of the light. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Go to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 40, Pastor Mike touched on this verse this morning also, and we're continuing the series from Pandemic to Pentecost, from Pandemic to Pentecost, so this is part three um, of this series. What God revealed to me is a pandemic is Satan's attempt of reproducing a demonic Pentecost. Because a pandemic is when a a virus or something of that nature spreads across the whole globe where a majority of the population has been infected. So technically what happened with the the virus wasn't exactly a pandemic because a majority of the population didn't, didn't, weren't infected by it. But that's a whole other thing for a whole other day. But the same thing happened. See, on, on Pentecost, the Holy Ghost filled 120 people. And that spread like wildfire. Once they hit the streets. In the same way that the world has now built their structures and their way of life around the virus, God is calling the church to live in such a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. That the world will have to change its systems and the way they do business. Wow. They'll have to change their laws to accommodate the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm believing for. That's what I want to demonstrate. Because I believe in the same God who took the children of Israel through the wilderness. And not one of them was feeble. Not one of them was sick. not Even their clothes didn't wear out. If that was in the old covenant with the people who were complaining, who were upset, this ain't my message today, but it must be if that was for a people in an in a inferior covenant, how much more the people of God living at the greatest hour of the church? Jesus said, You're going to see wars. You're going to see rumors of wars. You're going to see nation against nation. You're going to see houses divided. You're going to see husband against wife and kids against parents. He said, don't worry. These all are going to happen. Stay focused on the mission. Stay focused on bringing A baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire around the globe. Stay focused on healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead. If you're going to wear a mask doing it, glory to God. But whatever you do, don't stop doing it. You can mask your face, but don't mask the ghost. Acts 20, or Acts 2, verse 40. (laughs) This is after Peter and the 120 got filled with the Holy Ghost, and people were astounded. It said people from every nation were there. They heard a sound. me ask you something. If you are the church and I am the church, is the world hearing a sound? When you come around. I was lost now. Never mind. (laughs) Actually, it started uh, at 38. So they, Peter's first message to the people who were wanting to know what was going on. They said, oh, they must be drunk with new wine. He said, no, the, uh, the Spirit has poured out. And then now it's going to happen to everybody who desires it. Everyone. Every, cr- every class, every race, every gender. And Peter pretty much told them, You're the one that killed Jesus. You're the one that killed the Son of God. You guys did it. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> snap. That's the new uh, millennial version. Um, Yeah, don't read out of that version because they took a lot of it out. Anyways, um, it said when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and they said, Peter, to Peter, what shall we do? And he said, repent and be baptized and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promises to you and your children and all who are afar off. And then check this out, verse 40. With many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Don't try to become the perverse generation. Be saved from this perverse generation. Perverse means corrupted from its original intent. It means bent. What used to be straight is now bent. What used to be black and white is now gray. What used to be sin is now okay. Be, he said, this generation... This culture has been perverted. Repent and be saved from this generation. I looked up the word saved in, and it's the word sozo. Which means be completely whole. It's it's to save, it's to rescue from danger or destruction to save from, stru- for, from suffering, from disease. It means to make well, to heal, to restore back to health. So this means if you're going with the generation, if you're going with the culture of this world, you're going to end up just as perverse, just as sick, just as twisted, just as broken, and just as lost. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.14 that Satan is the God of this world. All that you see that's happening. There's some truth to some of it, but a lot of it has been twisted and perverted to fit someone's agenda, to line someone's pockets I'm not going to go too deep into that. Really quick. let's go to Mark 8:14. I'm going to break this down really quick. And I think I'm not going to go any further after that, because this is going to kind of be you guys ready for some, some meat? This is going to be a little dense but it's going to be cooked per- to perfection because it's from the Holy Ghost. It's been marinating. <laughs> <laughs> when he's revered, he brings the words seared so that all the juices are inside. Okay, I'm We might need to have steak after this. All right. So, Mark 8, 14. Ready? You sure? All right. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. And they did not have any more than one loaf with them in the boat. And he, capital H means Jesus, charged them saying, take heed. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. I love Jesus. If you're ever around me, I do this all the time. And I don't know if I got it from him. Probably. We could be watching a movie. We could be driving down the street. Whatever we could be eating ice cream. And I'm going to make some type of spiritual reference to it. Right, Matthew? (laughs) So much so that some people say that they didn't want me to come out to eat with them because I was too spiritual. So if you don't, don't invite me out to eat if you don't want the Holy Ghost to come with because he lives inside of me. And just like how we're married, if you're, you come to our house you you gotta both of us will be there the holy ghost I can't say hey I'm gonna leave you at home some people can't I can't so take heed be careful beware danger if you go up to someone's house and it says beware of dog what are you gonna do you're gonna beware you're going to be cautious. You're going to be focused on where that dog is at. And you're not going to just do whatever you were planning on doing without any caution. The leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Leaven is yeast. It's what, it's what uh, causes bread to rise. Although it's small, it, it, you can't see it. You don't notice it's there until you put it in the oven. You don't notice it's there until, until something happens where then you can see it. And by that time, you cannot reverse its effects. Beware. Watch this. And they reasoned amongst themselves, saying, it is because we have no bread. These are the, <laughs> the ones that are going to leave the church, guys. I think there's hope for us. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason? Because you have no bread. Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? They're they're with Jesus and their heart is still hard. That means you could be in church. You could have the most anointed pastor. You could be under the most powerful message And the most most powerful anointing and meeting. And still have your heart hardened. And not really hear what's happening and what's being spoken in the spirit. Remember, it's always a heart problem. The racism, all that stuff, Jesus says it all originates in the heart. That's why I believe. Go ahead and protest if you're going to protest. Glory to God. I believe, however... Prayer is what changes the hearts. If we had as much prayer as we had protest, if we had as much fasting as we had as many frustrations and posts on Facebook, and I get it. Actually, I'm meeting with Pastor Otis Burns of New Harvest. My African American brother in Christ, and we're going to do a Zoom, a Facebook Live at seven thirty on Thursday night, talking about racism and racial reconciliation from a Christian standpoint. So tune into that. Today I was going to kind of preach along those lines, but the Lord is—it's—it's it's along those lines, but different, different, uh, different perspective than you're used to, I'm sure. So he's—is your heart still hardened? How does Jesus tell if your heart's hardened? how you receive the message that's preached having eyes do you not see having ears do you not hear and do you not remember watch this oh this is glorious guys maybe i'll save it till next week it's already 2:20 okay okay just making sure i was in the right church seeing if your heart was ready and not hardened When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000. How many baskets full of fragments do you take up? He's bringing a whole nother... He's talking about when he fed the 5,000. How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? He means after everyone already ate. And they said to him, 12... Also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said seven. And Jesus said to them, How is it that you do not understand? This shows us multiple things. Number one, that every time God does a miracle in your life, through you, in somebody else, there is a hidden message also that you need to dig deeper and not just say, thank you, God, that you healed me. Thank you, God, that you healed me. But what else are you trying to show me? What did he say in the beginning? Be careful of the leaven of the what? The Pharisees and Herod. The religious and the political spirit. You don't see it in the dough. You don't see it in the mix. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. But its effects changes everything. Everything. What does the number 12 represent? Government. How many apostles were there that he started out with? 12. Government. How many were in the upper room? 120. Government. The 11 of what? Herod. Government. Political system. You guys tracking with me? Also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets did you take up? What did they say? Seven. What does seven represent? Completion, perfection, God. Six represents man, seven represents God. The religious system. The Pharisees had taken over the religious system from God. And God was saying, I'm calling you to do miracles, to do signs, to do wonders. And what will be left is my government, my kingdom, breaking the power of the religious spirit and the political spirits. When you do miracles, when you break bread... With, for those who are hungry and thirsty. You guys tracking with me? I told you it was kind of dense. You guys getting it? Tell me if you're not, because I'm a teacher. I want to <sighs> I feel the Holy Ghost. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. but against principalities and powers in heavenly places. We're fighting against demonic realms and systems. So right now, all that you see on the news and the media, remember, although a lot of it's true, although we really need to fix And break the power of racism. And I believe it's about to break because it's been 400 years. And guess what? God was silent for 400 years. What did he send after 400 years? He sent Jesus Christ. To bring deliverance to the captives. So I believe that there's something prophetic there. But that's not my message today. God is wanting a generation to rise up, a church to rise up, who can see in the spirits, and know how to pray and dismantle the principalities and powers that are operating in the media, in the government, in the police, in the, in the religious system. And I know this ain't going to get too many likes in it. Like I said... Protest, glory to God. Me and Matthew, you've seen, we went. Me and Pastor, we went to the protest. The first one we went to, we prayed with the organizers and with the police. Our job is not to take a side, our job is not to join a movement of the world. Our job is to move, to join the movement of heaven, which is the movement of the Holy Ghost. Well, pastor, are you Republican or Democrat? I'm kingdom (laughs) crap. That means I live by the constitution of this kingdom, whether I like it or not, whether I like who's in office or not. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for their protection. I'm going to pray for their family. I'm going to pray for wisdom. I'm going to pray for the Holy Ghost to fill them. Just because we were at a a rally or a protest that was from a movement doesn't mean that we were part of the movement. Because I am in the world, but not of the world. I agree with the term Black Lives Matter. I do not agree with the movement because of how liberal and how they allow, they, they're all for the... the um, homosexuality and all that stuff, and that goes against the kingdom. I know I'm stepping on some toes, but it's okay. The Lord says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Because it's better to go to heaven without a hand than to go to hell with your whole body. If I step on a few toes, maybe those toes need to be cut off. (laughs) You love. She's with me, ride or die. So, the Lord is showing us here the solution to break the power of the religious and the political spirit is to partner with Him to heal the sick. To feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, and to expose wickedness. The Pharisees were angry because Jesus, he hung out with the tax collectors. The tax collectors would drain you out of every penny you had, even if it made you homeless. Even if it puts your kids into slavery, they didn't care. They just wanted money. And Jesus was hanging out with them. Would you say today Jesus would be hanging out with the racist and with the, with the political cops, I mean the, 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 the unjust cops, and on the other side hanging out with those who are inciting riots? Not because he agrees or is with their movement. But because he wants to transform their heart because they have a destiny too. This is what they don't want to talk about. But if you knew how much you've been forgiven. I've seen it firsthand, insiders trying to incite the crowd. And I almost pulled the guy aside and said, hey, bro, what's up? My wife was there. That's why I don't. Sometimes you got to use wisdom, but I literally seen it and it wasn't the protesters that were doing it. And I guarantee you, they weren't from my city. That's what angered me. You ain't even from our city. Why are you here trying to change some stuff that you ain't even going to, you don't even care about? And Philip, he came he came kind of late, and he, he came after the insiders were there and after the protests had already went. It was kind of messy, but it was awesome because they were like dialoguing with the chief of police, with the police. The police were there talking with those who had injustice done to them. They were confronting their own mistakes of the past so that they could prepare a better future for our city. That, to me, is a good protest when I went to when we went to Batavia, it was organized, it was nice, there were speeches, there were songs. But I guarantee you, what was done in Aurora stuff was really done there. The Bible says that Satan is the prince in the power of the air. What's in the air? Television waves, media waves, sound waves, frequencies. They're principalities. Principalities, governing principles that people believe in that make their reality. I'm not going to go there. I got so much in me. There's stuff happening. Just don't take everything you see at face value. Pray into it. Press into it. We got to step up for the disenfranchised and those who are marginalized and those who have injustice done to them. That's what God does. He's all about justice. Ask Satan. Satan tried to take his spot. What happened? Justice. Bam. <laughs> He's all about you. He don't let it get away. So pray and put him in that seat. We need to pray for our leaders. Pray for our governors. Pray for our chief officials. Pray for our president. We're quick to criticize, but that seat carries the world on its shoulders. And I, I ain't called for that seat and I ain't trying to get it. So I ain't going to judge it. <laughs> I, I finish with this verse Colossians 3 2. Sorry, I want to unmask the enemy. If we want to go from pandemic to Pentecost, we got to unmask the enemy. Peter wasn't scared. He said, you killed Jesus. (laughs) Jesus told the Pharisees, you're a broad of vipers. And I believe he said that because he had his disciples with him and he was trying to protect them from what they were trying to infiltrate their heart with. Whenever you're walking with Jesus, you are going to confront two spirits. The spirit, the political spirit, and the religious spirit. And those who have been corrupted by them either are going to have to get delivered to move with you or are going to have to leave because they can't move with you. And you got to be okay with that. That's why Jesus said, hey, they loved you. They loved me, they're going to love you. They hated me, they're going to hate you. They persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. They killed me, they're going to kill you. Don't think you're, you're going to have a, a different. That's why the, the modern-day Christianity says, oh, Jesus took it all for me, and now I just have a fluffy life, flowers and rainbows, bubble gum and maple syrup. Do the and present. Elf. We're raising elf, elf, elves, and not disciples. Living in a world that you don't even realize that you not even you're not even from there. I told you I could preach about anything. I'm having fun. You guys having fun? Thank you, Renee and David, for coming out. They belong to uh, Pastor Crouch's, uh, Pastor, Pastor Rodney Crouch, True Anointing Church. We preached a youth rally over there before, and me and him are pretty good friends. So thank you guys for joining us today. They're on the worship team. Colossians 3, two. Oh, I guess I better turn there. <laughs> I was doing what it said. I I, guess. Uh, I do, but I want to make sure that I, I want to... I, I like the Passion Translation. I don't have that one memorized. It says, Yes. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. In the original it says, Set your affections on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Remember, do you see it's one thing after another, after another, after another? You see a pattern? Darkness after darkness after attack after attack. You know what that means? That means the church is about to rise up in the greatest glory and the greatest power that the world has ever seen. That's what that means. (laughs) Because Satan is nervous. See, he don't know what God is doing, but all he could see is action in the Spirit. All he could see is angels being dispatched here and angels being dispatched here and people getting healed over here and churches is being awakened over here and believers getting baptized with the fire of the Holy Ghost over here and Satan is being transformed into kingdom of God over here and God moving in a greater way than ever before and he just sees a hungry people on the earth and he says, I got to dispatch every infantry that I have. You know what's the greatest detriment to society, to justice, to break racism, is believers not stepping forward in their calling and their destiny and the power that God has called them to, because they are the solution to all of that, because it's in the heart, and only the Holy Ghost can change the heart, and the Holy Ghost is where? In the church, in the believers. So when you, we are the church. So when you get offended, when you get upset, when you're, when you're living a lifestyle of sin and you're scared to step forward in boldness in your calling. What do they say? Uh, they said, if you're silent during the season with this racism stuff being unmasked, then you're part of the problem. In the spirit, if you're silent in your calling, and your authority, and your destiny, you're part of the problem. Jesus told them what? They killed Jesus. Did they physically kill Jesus? No. But their sins did. Did I kill George Floyd? Did you kill George Floyd? No. Did I kill that African-American officer that died of the riots? Did you? Not physically, but if we are hiding in our spiritual cocoon and not stepping into our purpose and our calling, guess whose blood, it's. it's, guess what our hands are filled with? (laughs) We're called to preach the gospel to every tribe, tongue, and nation. And me or you could have been the one that was supposed to preach to George Floyd. I wonder how many Christians knew him. Well, he was a Christian, not not George Floyd, the, the officer. I wonder how many Christians knew that officer. I wonder how many Christians knew the rioters. And everyone has a choice to make. It's their own decision. But I just am saying this we got to live in such a way. Bring the kingdom in such a way that everybody sees the love of God and has a chance for their heart to be transformed. Because we could transform all the laws of the land. God gave the disciples the the law. Guess what? Did that make them perfect? Did that make them fulfill the law? No. It said where the law was, sin abounded even more. (laughs) Because when there's a button that says don't push me, guess what you want to do? It awakens that sinful appetite in you. So laws, glory to God, we should change the laws. But guess what? Until the lawlessness comes out of the heart of man, things are not going to change. They'll just come in different ways. Thank you for listening to the Love Revival Aurora podcast. If you'd like more information, follow us on our social media or visit us at loverevivalaurora.org.